Welcome, friends, to Liberation Lectionary. Uh, I'm Francisco Garcia, an Episcopal priest out in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, um, and with my uh, co-host, as always, Jamie Edwards Acton, Episcopal priest out here in Los Angeles. And in Liberation Lectionary, we uh, focus on the gospel reading for uh, based on the lectionary for for the upcoming Sunday, and we try to riff on and explore what what where's the message of liberation and where might it move us as as people of faith uh beyond uh the traditional ways of thinking about these scriptures and so we're always trying to find creative ways of of reflecting and and moving um moving us to action so now we're looking at uh the we're at the fourth sunday after pentecost mm -hmm. and the gospel is uh, we're, we're in mark which we're excited about uh, there's a lot we can do with, with the Gospel of Mark, and so Jamie's going to take us into this passage. All right, so this comes from uh, Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. On that day when evening had come, Jesus said to them, Let us go to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. Other boats were with him. A great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that the boat was already being swamped. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him up and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He woke up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. Then the wind ceased and there was a dead calm. He said to them, Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great awe and said to one another, Who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? The Gospel of the Lord. All right. So we have, uh, I love this one because Jesus is just kind of so chill. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Especially given the context that we've been talking about um, in, in Mark, where, you know, we've, we've talked about in past uh, sessions how how political um you know mark is um and just the context and and how everything that jesus says and when he's teaching you know has has some kind of deeper meaning like we were discussing with the mustard plant you know it's not just about the smallness of the plant but it's about its unruly nature it's you know it's it's subversive nature and so here we have this this militant Jesus, but he's chilling and meditating, and his and his disciples are freaking out. So it's just kind of fun. I, obviously, we can get into the deeper significance of it. But what are your thoughts on it, Jamie? I love. Well, the first thing that comes to mind is the song we just uh, listened to on uh, Sunday because we played some pre music before the service and. Uh, by Porter's Gate, Wake Up Jesus. Have you oh, yeah. I was thinking and of that exactly. I song. love just the, it's such a mellow, like the person saying, Jesus, when you gonna wake up? When you gonna wake up and calm this storm or something like that? Yeah, you gotta look it up. Yeah, Google yeah. that. We can't Porter's play Gate. it here, I guess, but yeah, both yeah. we're both fans we can of sing Porter's it here, Gate. So it might be better if you look it up. So Yeah. <laughs> you might be sorry. I, I, the, thing, the thing that stands out, obviously, here this is... Uh, this is a turning point, right, in Jesus's ministry, and he. Uh, is, this is an expansion point, right? So he's already done healing and expelling demons and teaching, and already is in a boatload 
of trouble, right? And um, literally and, and figuratively, literally, exactly. No pun intended. And <laughs> he, uh, and we were just talking about this past Sunday, right? Which we we commented on, but then had extra thoughts on uh, talking about what we preached on and how Jesus has the mustard. You know, Jesus was this dangerous, sometimes invasive, dis- disruptive. Uh, weed, right? Uh, that went over well in my congregation, you know, calling Jesus the weed. And, uh, <laughs> but I explained it. And, uh, and, and so he's already creating uh, trouble, right? He's already attracting birds, right? In his, into his shade and these undesirables into the garden, this new garden, this new reign of God that he's trying to create. And, um, and now he's going to push out, right? And cross to the other side. Um, and I know scholars, you know, uh, there's, you know, debate whether, you know, it's not necessarily geographically that the other side was Gentile territory, but it's pretty clear symbolically, right, that the narrative is meant to make that point, right? Like on the other side of this sea, on the other side of this lake is uh, the other, right? The, uh, from the perspective of kind of mainstream uh, religion. And, uh, and the culture. And so Jesus is um, starting to push out beyond those boundaries and make the point to his disciples and those who follow him and listen to him and travel with him that uh, his mission and God's reign is for everyone and not just for, um, you know, just for a select uh, people. And um, so this is the first thing uh, that jumps out to me is that uh, when you try to do that work, when you try to cross those kind of boundaries, right, um, and um, when you when you try to move beyond your bubble, let's say whatever that bubble is, uh, it's going to create this disturbance inevitably, right? It create and when societies do it, uh, it creates disturbances. We see it in our in our society all the time, and um, and so I think that that's what we're seeing here uh, symbolically in this narrative is that. Uh, Jesus is going to push, you know, that he is going to expand this mission and that there's going to be chaos. There's going to be tumult. There's going to be stormy seas. Uh, But he also, in addition to doing that work, he also uh, will, uh, he also has demonstrated that he can, you know, bring a peace, right, to the situation. He can bring a calm. He can bring a new understanding um, um, to the situation. So I'm very much reading this symbolically today, uh, Francisco, mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. boat story. So, and I have, there's other things. I, I, another thing that jumps out to me, and I'll, I'll, I'll just mention it and let you go, but I love how it's his idea to cross the other side, but they, uh, you know, they took, him, um, they took him with them in the boat, it says, just as he was. And I'm trying to think, well, what would the alternative be? You know, <laughs> and, but then I love that too, is that, you know, taking Jesus just as he was, because we really don't want that, do we? Mm. We don't want that. Uh, we, you know, we, when we talk about Jesus in our churches, a lot of times that is somehow off, you know, um, kind of outside what, how people have perceived Jesus. And sometimes that can be really, you know, uh, not that creative, you know, kind of a pasty white yeah. Jesus who's super style. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't have a single calluses on his hands or anything or, you know, and it's just, just as a great conformist. Right. And, uh, but that's, we know that's not Jesus, but as soon as you try to push out beyond what people expect, you know, that we, we realize uh, that we don't want Jesus just as he was. We want Jesus just as we 
think he mm -hmm. should be, right? So. so, yeah, no, I think that's that's an interesting little little line there, just as he was, because it makes me think about you know, I think somewhere in Mark three, a couple Sundays ago, right, was was the gospel where Jesus is pushing the boundaries and um, you know the family thinks he's crazy and the religious authorities think he's filled with the devil. Right. So, right. but right. The, here it says that they took him just as he was, you know, so he already had a notoriety uh, on all sides for, for, you know, sort of like what he was doing, the pushing of his boundaries um, and, of, of boundaries of power, of relationships, of hierarchy, of faith and family. And so Jesus, yes, in saying that, let us go across to the other side, continues to push, as you said, to the margins, right? The margins of this, of this context and time. Um, and that's where uh, transcendence, that's where connection with God is to be found when we find, you know, when we, when we push ourselves to these places, whatever that might mean for us, right? And our community. Um, and so I think it is, it is significant to, to think about what this means for us in our community context. Um, and the, also the, the, at the same time that the, um, the, the peace, right? We talk about the kind of peace that, uh, that being connected to God can bring, right? Or Jesus as the peacemaker. Um, but this is Jesus as a different kind of peacemaker, right? He he uh, is the kind of peacemaker that, um, you know, to think, thinking about what Dr. King says is, is not, um, you know, uh, peace is not uh, the absence of, a, of conflict. A conflict, but the presence of justice, right? Mm -hmm. There is not the absence of tension. We see it's in the story, right? Right. And we see sometimes it's very intentional um, to draw it out and in order to get to the other side. So. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely there's that word you use intentional. As I read this line, I mean it's so jam packed. Mark every line; it seems f full. And I'm reading this again, just as he was. And then it says, you know, other boats were with him. And it's yeah. this work of he's trying to cross boundaries, right? Cross cultural boundaries, but building kind of a a unified movement. And there's such a wonderful image there that just as he was, because that's almost like. Um, you know, like a kind of instruction for how we treat others, right? That mm -hmm. we welcome them into the boat, right? Just as they are, or they may have their own boat, right? And we might be traveling in the same direction. And in doing so, you know, when we do that, when we do that kind of work of having different boats, right? Travel in the, in, you know, in the same direction and working for the similar purposes, that too will create stormy seas, right? That too uh, is a threat to those who would rather that we all conform to one kind of, you know, typically the, the universal white Caucasian upper class male voice, right? That's, that is supposedly speaks for the universe, right? And, and English speaking, I should say. And, <laughs> uh, and so, um, but this is a challenge to that, right? I think this is a, or it's an invitation uh, again, we're living, we're living out God's kingdom, right? Alternative kingdom all through this part of Mark. And this is already Jesus, the first move out uh, from, you know, to expand the vision is modeling how we might live out this kingdom in a new way. Especially when he's just talked about 
the kingdom, right? And he's just contrasted what the kingdom might look like uh, in relation to the, um, you know, the customs and the sayings of the time, you know, about um, that, 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 that passage that says, you know, even what little you have, even more will be taken away, right? And that's contrary as, you know, to the kingdom, to the, the vision of God's kingdom. And so, but Jesus is talking about pushing through um, um, to this other side um, and there's fear because of that, you know, and then that's, I think, important for, to name as well, right? Because I think that there's, whenever there's uh, a substantial amount of social change that takes place, um, fear, um, some, you know, often steps in or is used also as a tactic, right? Um, if we think about what's happening right now with uh, this uh, intentional, um, sort of right-wing um, attack on, you know, critical race theory. Like, it's so crazy how it's entered into um, into the public, um, you know, conversation. But once you start to track down how you see that, actually, it was a very intentional attack on the part of fundamentalist, right-wing, conservative, um, you know, um, forces that um, are afraid, you know, they're afraid of this discourse and they're afraid of the, the tangible um, movement forward to, to, to make us, uh, you know, a more anti-racist nation, right? right. To, to atone right. for the, the original, one of the original sins of this country, right? Of slavery and to talk about the ongoing abuses against black and brown communities through police systems and through other forms of oppression. And they see the teaching of critical race theory in public schools. Uh, they want to make it the public enemy number one. And right. it's very intentional. So it came out on Twitter that, you know, there's a foundation that is saying we want to um, basically delegitimize this term so that it, 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 whenever critical race theory comes up, people associate it with, um, right. you know, with negativity, Become you know, with, with right. a trigger, uh, with division with, uh, you know, un-American, you know, think about the Red Scare, right? It's like along the same lines. Right. And so fear, right? Um, yeah. And I doubt most of the people who it triggers would be able to give you a definition of critical race theory. Either. They've never, it's, yeah. That's I mean, not the point, really, I think. But oh, goodness. I told, I'm getting, you know, I think in pushing this out a little bit, um, Francisco, like in bringing it back to the church as well, this yep. idea of people being afraid you know, to get into this conversation, to get into this work, right, that needs to happen, this reconciling work. I think that the, you know, the, the, the disciples in this, in this moment are, you know, this, this whole scene raises kind of a question to the larger church. Like, what are we in this for? If we're, if we're in this boat simply to find calm seas, right, just so simply so we can float right, in a glass uh, sea, then we're probably, Jesus is saying, you know, you, you probably got in the wrong boat then, right? Yeah. Because in this boat, we're going to, uh, you know, we're going to go intentionally, we're going to head out into some stormy seas, right, to get to the other side, to get to that, uh, not just the, the other, uh, you know, the other or the other community, or the other person, but to get to an, an, another reality, Right. Mm -hmm. Of God's kingdom where we where we can uh, where we can have these hard conversations, difficult conversations, because we trust 
we have faith that in doing that, um, it will bring us to into a new place, right? Of uh, that that reflects more God's values. You know, the the, the values of God's kingdom of kind of um, equity and mutual understanding and dignity and inclusiveness and um, humility, right? And reconciliation. Um, so I think that uh, we're trying to get to that, uh, not just that other people, but we're trying to get to that other reality as we cross this boat, to cross the sea with Jesus right now. So. Yeah, and I think that when Jesus says, peace be still, it says that he rebuked the wind, but I think in a way he's, he's saying that to the, to the disciples too, you know? That's right. It's like... Right. <laughs> like you're, do you not see right this the this is the plan right this right. is part of the plan right yeah i mean i think he just says he just kind of calms it just so he can yeah so he can let the disciples know you know uh that well that you know this is this work needs to be done i'm gonna just calmly seize for a second just so you can hear what i'm gonna say right uh, I'm going to I'm going to just uh, take you outside of this storm for a second so you can so you can understand that the work we're uh, going to be doing is going to take us into these kinds of seas. Right. And so just calm down, have faith, you know, and buckle up, you know, and because it's not always going to be smooth sailings. Uh, it's like there's, you know, what what's the proverb? smooth seas do not make for a great sailor or something like that. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it's, um, you know, we, we, this is, this is training. You know what I mean? This is mm -hmm. discipleship right now. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, because Jesus knows full well, um, as I'm sure the disciples sense too, that to be about kingdom work, this, this kind of work that Jesus is doing, people don't, you know, not everybody's just going to suffer that lightly. You know what I mean? They're going to resist. They're going to push back. They're going to create triggers like critical race theory. They're going to, you know, all that kind of stuff. So um, just as 2,000 years ago, we've got the same stuff going on today. Yeah, and it, it, this, this passage is, you know, obviously I think picks up on everything that's happened in the gospel up until then, right? And so early on in, in Mark, you know, Jesus talks about the need for... Um, conversion right you know and the, the disciples are still struggling with what that really means to, right. to you know to to actually turn from whatever their old life was and to really walk in this way to a radically different way of life you right. know a life-changing um ethic and um that then leads to real tangible actions um you know outside of of, of our all of our comfort levels right for the kingdom. That's what it means to live into the kingdom. So, Well, I'm, that's plenty for me, uh, Francisco. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready to rock and roll now for Sunday. So I've already got some more ideas churning. Um, you got any final comments or? I think, I think that's good. I think, uh, you know, it'll preach. <laughs> <laughs> Let us All go right. across to the other side. Let's that's just right. start with that. Yeah, well, it made me, th you know, that used to be one of my favorite journals. Did you, I know I'm like four times your age, but uh, do you, do you ever remember the journal, The Other Side? The, no, I don't. It was an interfaith, uh, super progressive mm. uh, monthly that came out, kind of like The Witness, but um, in an interfaith uh, 
a Christian context. Very and, cool. Um, very, very good. So if you ever come across an old, uh, you know, issue of that, I'd pick it up and check it out. Yeah, I mean, the other thing is, like, we, if, you're, if, you're, if you are preaching on this text, um, you could also think about what the other side means in terms of immigration, right? Well, you know, we've, we've been longtime activists and organizers in this work around immigrant rights. Um, and, you know, there's, there's El Otro Lado, right? The, uh, the right. grassroots um, legal organization that does really amazing work at the border. So let us go across to the other side. You can think about what that means in terms of, uh, you know, World Refugee, Day. World Refugee Day is coming up on June 20th, actually, this mm -hmm. coming Sunday. So yeah. there you have a perfect line to make a segue for that, if that's something that, that calls to you. Yeah, right on. All right. Well, if, um, you know, you can um, hopefully share this with your friends. Hopefully you'll get something out of this and you'll like us on Facebook or Instagram, share uh, with others. Um, you can, uh, we also have a podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. I do have to say we're a little bit behind on that because our main media person that is posting that, he went on a three-week spiritual journey from the border through the California Sierras. He's out hiking, and, and it's kind of pre-ordination spiritual stuff. Uh, but he holds the keys to the kingdom when it comes to posting things on the podcast. So we're going to be a couple weeks behind. But we'll get back on track. So I hope Check you, us out uh, on Facebook in the meantime and let us know what you think and what you'd like to see. Cool. Francisco, as always, it's been great. All right. Peace, friends. Okay. Take care. Peace.